So we're here today with Wendy Rosenfeld, local Transcendental Meditation teacher in the Sunshine Coast. We're going to look at the topic of the misconceptions surrounding meditation and specifically focus on Transcendental Meditation and how it may compare with other forms of meditation that are available to people. So good morning, Wendy. Hi, Jamie. So Wendy, just wanted to touch base to start with with regards to the technique Transcendental Meditation. I know the word meditation can apply to many different things, but how is Transcendental Meditation actually different to other styles of meditation that are available to people today? Well, the word transcend means to go beyond. And so basically we go beyond the busy surface active thinking mind and drop down to quieter and quieter levels and actually go beyond thinking altogether. And I think that's the key difference and also why I really wanted to talk about the misconceptions of meditation. Because people so often think, oh, I can't meditate or I don't like meditation because what they've done is they've just been on the surface of the mind and they've been told, clear your mind, stop your thoughts, just focus on one thing. And that's very difficult. Whereas with Transcendental Meditation, we drop down beyond that busy surface thinking mind. And you probably heard the analogy of the ocean, you know, on the surface of the mind, you can have lots of turbulence like the waves on the ocean. But just like if you dive down underneath to deeper levels of the ocean, there's complete stillness and silence. That's exactly the same with the mind. So just in a nutshell, it's very simple and easy and we access very profound levels of the mind. So I have had people say to me with their awareness that I've been meditating for a long time, they'll say, well, I can't meditate because my mind is very busy or I have lots of thoughts and I've tried it, but I just sit there, my mind is so busy, so therefore I can't meditate. What, what advice would you give someone who has that belief that they can't meditate? Well, I guess just to um, explain from my experience teaching Transcendental Meditation, that's so often the comment. And I've taught many people who've fallen into that category. And they come and learn TM, and even in their first session, they say, wow, this is so easy, and also it's so deep. Um, you know, we've taught TM to people with PTSD, very high anxiety, um, children even with ADHD and they can all learn to transcend. They can all drop down beyond that busy thinking level. So there's no one that can't learn Transcendental Meditation. As long as they're able to follow some simple instructions, anyone can learn. So the key there is it's not that you're blocking your thoughts. It's not that you're trying to put yourself into a meditative state. It's not that you're trying to take yourself to a deeper, quieter level. What you're saying is that it's, it's a natural and spontaneous outcome of the process. Have I got that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And what it works on is that we use the natural tendency of the mind. So a lot of other meditation techniques, you're somehow fighting your mind. And people literally say that. They're fighting their thoughts. They're trying to block out the surrounding noise. And the natural tendency of the mind is actually to go to more and more happiness, more and more fulfillment. And we're probably all aware of this in life. We always look for more success, more happiness, more fulfillment in life. And even when we're doing something we really enjoy, whether it's reading a book or watching a film, if it's absorbing, the mind will stay with it. If it gets boring, then the mind will wander off and think of something else to do. So we actually utilize that in Transcendental Meditation. Now, the most fulfilling state for the mind is at these deeper levels. And even if you haven't had an experience of these deeper levels of the mind, you're probably aware that 
the mind isn't very fulfilled when it's agitated, when it's really stressed or overwhelmed. So if you can imagine just experiencing what for most people is their most peaceful state, that's more fulfilling than being agitated. Transcendental meditation takes the mind to much, much deeper levels. And once you have the technique, it's like gravity for the mind. The mind literally drops down in a very automatic way to these more fulfilling, peaceful states. Yeah, I've often heard it uh, referred to as it's almost like you're going to the bank. And when I hear people talk about they can't meditate because their mind is naturally just so busy and their mind is naturally just so restless, the metaphor that was shared with me, it's like going to the bank. It's like you do have this deep inner peaceful reservoir within yourself. It's already there. It's just beneath that surface turbulence of restlessness that the thoughts produce and that's why I guess you use that uh, metaphor of the ocean to start off. When you, have, have I got that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's an analogy that Maharshi would often use about going to the bank before you go out into the market. I mean, we've got credit cards these days, so it's a little bit different. But if you went out into the market or you went to the shops with no money in your bank account, then you wouldn't have much enjoyment. So what TM in that analogy is, go to that deeper state of awareness, come out fulfilled, and then you go out and enjoy your day. Um, so it's like having a full bank account, going out and enjoying whatever you have to do, or your shopping and your purchases, um, instead of thinking, oh, I haven't got enough money. It's like I haven't got enough time, I haven't got enough patience, I haven't got enough happiness. That doesn't give a very fulfilling day. So it's not a, a huge amount of time that's required either. You know, we recommend 20 minutes of meditation twice a day. And most people find that they enjoy it so much and they feel so much better afterwards that after doing it for a short amount of time, they wouldn't put anything else in place. They think, right, that's a priority. And when it becomes like that, then it's, it's not a, um, an effort or people thinking, oh, it's one more job I have to do. You know, you think, right, I really want to meditate and I know my day will go better. I love the um, example you used there about going to the bank and today the common practice is to use the, uh, the plastic, to use the credit card. And maybe that's why a lot of people don't like to go to the bank for the same reason they don't like to meditate because they, they realise that there's probably nothing in there. <laughs> but the, in, re in reality, the cosmic bank account between your ears, within, within yourself, you have a profound resource you can go and make withdrawals every single day to totally enrich the experience of activity and the outcomes that will fulfill you. But you don't go to that bank because you think there's nothing there. So yeah. that's really the greatest yeah. gift that I've found with transcendence. And uh, I guess that's where you get so much fulfillment and enjoyment in your own day when you can see what it does to people's lives in such a short period of time, Wendy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So how does it then get that, that, that sort of um, um, perception in society that this might be hard or this is not worthwhile or um, is it just the misinformation or is it just that people are walking around with this gold mine within themselves that they don't know they have? It, it, it's it's well, hard I, for me to fathom it. I think that's it. And I think people have tried other meditation techniques and that's what they feel. And not to put down all other meditation techniques, just my experience in teaching Transcendental Meditation is often people have tried other techniques and they come and learn TM and they're surprised by how easy it is and how simple it is. Um, one lady I taught who'd been doing Zen meditation where the practice is to actually keep the person awake and if they don't sit up straight they get hit with a stick. I mean that's really? fairly extreme but she'd been going on doing this meditation getting some very slight benefit but intellectually she, 
she thought meditation's good. Um, other techniques, people go, oh, yeah, I got something out of the, en at the end of it, but actually the process was painful. You know, I had to sit still and I had to focus on, um, you know, parts of my body where there was pain and I wasn't allowed to move. And, you know, they learn TM and they're told, sit comfortably, close your eyes and you drop into a state of, of bliss. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's really the thing. And that's where, you know, I, I hate to think that people get put off doing meditation because they didn't get a technique that worked for them. Yeah, I think that was probably at the very beginning of my journey. I, I was very active in the space of personal development and very ambitious to, to become the best I could possibly become. I probably hadn't had it that well defined um, all those years ago, but nevertheless, um, when meditation was provided to me as, a, um, as an option or a vehicle moving forward, um, it wasn't the Transcendental Meditation Technique. It was just a, um, a technique I picked up at a seminar. And after doing it for a few days, I felt a subtle benefit, but probably what inspired me to take the next step was to actually go and pay for tuition to, 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 to learn how to do it properly. I didn't want to find myself 10 or 20 years down the track and then find out I wasn't doing something right or I was doing it wrong or I could have done something better. So the technique, to me, 15, 20 minutes on any technique, it, it is what it is. But when you're multiplying that across the decades of your life, when you realize there could have been something more valuable to you, that's the real opportunity lost. So that's what inspired me to go and compare what I already had with the Transcendental Meditation Technique. The investment um, 28 years ago was something to the, uh, the effect of $1,000, which might make a lot of people think, oh, wow, $1,000, that, that was a big investment 28 years ago. But at that point in time, I was doing a lot of personal development courses. They all come with their own price. And some of the benefits were quite superficial, positive thinking, a little bit of upliftment. Um, you do feel kind of um, positive when you, when you leave those particular um, positive development, um, uh, personal development programs, but the benefits are just not enduring. But what I found over the now 28 years of, of transcending is that even today, the benefits are unfolding and unfolding. So when you compare the economic benefit of investing in a program that still pays huge dividends decades down the track compared to something that made me feel good for 15, 20 minutes or even a couple of weeks for that matter. Um, that's why I sort of think when, when people sort of shudder at the price tag, I think, wow, well, have, have you ever really explored what else is out there? Because the returns, um, I guess that's what, that's what underpins value, Wendy, isn't it? So. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting comment. And I think the other thing that people don't always perhaps realise when they learn TM is that you do have a lifetime of follow-up. And you can come back for individual checking sessions as often as you like. And you've also got lifetime access to group meditation and individual support at any TM centre worldwide. So even though there's a, um, a cost when you learn, you know, like you say, you've been doing for 28 years. Um, that's a very small amount if you divide it over the years of, you know, what you'd pay per year to keep doing your TM. People wouldn't believe me if I said today that that $1,000 investment today would be worth more to me than $100 million in the bank. It, I, I simply could not put a monetary value on the return from that $1,000. Now, I won't, I won't name names, but there are other personal development programs out there where I've spent $2,000, $3,000, in one case $6,000 for different programs. And 
no comparison, maybe may, may some small value here and there, but it's certainly not um, enduring value. So when you compare any personal development program and you look at what, what you get back from increasing the harmony and coherence in your brain and how that impacts your activity and your well-being and the fulfillment in your life, it's certainly something that, that I would recommend. But I'm not the teacher here. I guess it's, it's, it's you're the one working at the Coalface, Wendy, where you need to deal with people and what their expectations are from various programs. So do you find that some people, uh, they think it's hard to do or the investment is not worth it? Or what, what would be the biggest um, obstacle to people moving forward? Yeah, look, I guess when people don't quite understand the benefits of it, they may wonder about the price. Um, but we do offer also concession rates. We get let people paid off in instalments. So we do try and make it as manageable as possible in that sense. Um, and yeah, sometimes when someone just rings up and they've looked up meditations and they want to know what's the price of transcendental meditation, I think, look, I'd rather you know a little bit more about the benefits before you just look, oh, this meditation costs this much and this one I can get it for free. Because just like you pointed out, if you weighed up the benefits, you can't translate that into a monetary value. Um, you know, if you told someone, I'll give you a life supply of pills that are going to make you sleep better, reduce your anxiety, improve your immunity, um, all these things, and, you know, it costs $1,000, people would go, wow, that's amazing. How can you offer that? But we're not giving something physical. I mean, obviously, you're having the, the time of the teacher and, you know, we have to hire venues and this sort of thing to run our courses. But I think when you look at the benefits, you can see that, yeah, you just can't put a price tag on it. So probably perhaps the greatest misconception about meditation is that people focus on the technique itself rather than the benefits that flow on through your day. I mean, you're, you're 20 minutes in the morning of meditating and it's the hours and hours through your day where the benefits, almost like the harvest from the crop, it, it, it comes after the meditation. That's right, that's right. You don't just meditate for 20 minutes to feel relaxed for 20 minutes. You meditate for 20 minutes to feel great for the rest of your day. And that carryover effect. And the benefits just accumulate. Um, you know, you do notice something very quickly. I mean, most people when they learn TM come back over the first few days and actually notice some significant changes straight off. But as you continue to do it over the months and years, those benefits really stabilise. So it's not something that you think, oh, I'm feeling a bit anxious, I better go and meditate. You meditate regularly and you don't get to that point where you're feeling anxious. I also think another misconception, um, just in my experience of, of, of connecting with people through my own journey, is that um, I met a teacher, she was working on a different style of meditation. It, it, it's not relevant what that style of meditation was. And she had, I think it was nine or ten months personal experience with her, her technique before she was out there teaching and training the public and I have come across people that are saying well meditation should be free now when you compare someone who's able to go out with six or seven or eight or nine or ten months of experience and start training others how to meditate by comparison TM it's quite an exhaustive and comprehensive program you need to go through to become a teacher am I not mistaken yeah very much so and you need to have the experience it's like if you personally aren't familiar with the deeper levels of the mind and the practice of transcending, you can't teach it. Um, so we have a very extensive training program. And also you've got to keep in mind that the teachers that came out with Transcendental Meditation had ability to access all levels of the mind. 
So they knew what they were talking about. They knew everything about transcending in all levels of the mind. And it would be the same if you have to go and see a doctor. You'd want to go to a specialist if you've got some heart problem or, or some problem. You wouldn't go from someone who's just been reading something for a few months in a book. Um, and that's what I think Transcendental Meditation gives. It's a time-tested technique with over 650 scientific studies done on it, verifying it. And all the teachers are trained in exactly the same way so that you'll know that you're getting um, the proper qualified teaching, not just someone who's perhaps learnt it for themselves and thinks, oh, I can teach this to my friends. So the experience obviously plays a huge part. I, I know myself that um, a lot of people think you go and learn to meditate. You sit down on a, on a comfortable cushion or something and you close your eyes and you're either uh, battling turbulent thoughts or you're having this wonderful experience of, of inner stillness. But there are some people out there, as you mentioned earlier, that perhaps they're, they're, they're battling some serious anxiety issues or, or post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, Perhaps some people have um, had some negative experience with um, non-prescribed uh, mm. uh, substances that they've dealt with and, and, and the, the teachers in TM have um, been given the knowledge on how to, to deal with those people that, that, that do have some, some health concerns. And that's right, that's right. And again, you know, these are serious things. You, you wouldn't go to um, a psychologist that has had no training if you've got PTSD and just think, oh, they'll, they'll come up with some ideas and I'll follow that. You want someone who knows what they're doing, understands the structure of the brain. Oh, the um, consequences could yeah. be diabolical, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's the same with meditation. It's You really are accessing very deep levels of the mind. So you want to have a teacher who's actually familiar with what, what they're talking about. You mentioned something earlier before, like the discipline to continue on with your meditation um, program. So if someone was having... Um, some difficulty or it, it, it wasn't happening naturally for them with regards to the meditation, they can follow up with that teacher pretty much so indefinitely for, for the rest of their life. Yeah, for life. And because we're all trained the same way, if you moved into state or overseas, you can follow up with your local TM teacher. It doesn't have to just be the person that's taught you. Yeah, well, if, if I'm going to start making comparisons between different personal development programs, um, there's one I paid $6,000 for that had nothing to do with meditation and once I'd finished the course and they had the money, they didn't want to know about me, so it was right. all over. So, yeah. Um, no, it's, I, I remember once when I was travelling through North America, um, I'd probably been 14 or 15 years into my into my practice of transcendental meditation, and um, they offered me a free follow-up and a, uh, and a and a checking, which I thought, well, that's that's great. I don't really need it, but I took them up on that, and it, and even just that little experience and reference point I got from 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 that follow-up was really useful. It was almost like just fine-tuning the car. So. Yeah, it's great to be able to have access to that um, for the rest of your life, really. It's a, it's a great program that follows you everywhere. That's right. And as you grow in consciousness, you'll have different experiences. You may have different questions. So it's good to know that there are people that can answer them and guide you through. And like you say, just some fine-tuning sometimes. So That's we really good. want people to get the most out of their TM practice. And sometimes we come across people who learnt 20, 30 years ago and for whatever reason, life got busy, they had kids or something and they stopped, they can always restart and they can actually reset the course yeah. other than the first day of instruction. That, that, that's a great point because um, when you say we really want people to get the most out of it, um, the personal development industry, it's a $100 billion a year industry and most people once you've paid your program fee, you've paid your course fee, once it's finished, I'm sure they want you to get the best outcome but if you don't, well, that's no longer their problem, they've moved on to their next client. 
um, that the TM, the support mechanisms are there forever, which is fantastic. Earlier on, you made reference to Mahashi and, and, and he's making reference to, um, uh, to going to the bank to withdraw the, uh, the experience of transcendence, which stays with you through the day and provides um, your activities that, uh, that natural upliftment. Can I touch on the, um, on the topic of the teacher or the guru, as they call it in the traditional sense? Um, why do we need to have a, have a tradition or why do we need to look at a, at, at a form of meditation that has a guru? Um, I, I certainly know in my own experience I've never been held accountable or, 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 or no commitment to a guru, but yeah. some people may have a misconception that a guru could be something negative or bad. Can you yeah, just no, enlighten Yeah, that's a good point. That? I mean, a guru, it's someone who's an expert in their field. And, you know, people use that term quite a lot relating to everything. Someone's a guru at playing golf yeah. or that sort of thing. A coach is a guru. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also people often are hiring um, personal development trainers and, and all sorts of things because they want the best out of themselves. So really a guru is someone who is an expert in their field. And, you know, I might have said this before, you know, we've been told we only use about 5 to 10% of our mental abilities we have this huge untapped potential. So if we're going to learn more about that untapped potential and consciousness, you know, you want someone who's actually been there, someone who's actually experiencing that 100% of their inner consciousness. And that's what Mahashi Mahesh Yogi was doing. And all the teachers in the tradition um, that taught transcendental meditation. And, you know, the way we're taught is to teach exactly the same way that Mahashi taught it. So if all the... Um, individual teach, TM teachers aren't in that completely exalted state of consciousness. They're teaching in a way from someone who's taught them to teach who was. And so I really think, yeah, there can be some suspicion around gurus. But I guess the other thing with TM is you're not given a list of things to do. You're not told to change your lifestyle. You're not told to um, adopt a set of beliefs. So guru in that sense isn't telling you how to live your life. It's just the expert in the field of consciousness and giving the technique. But having said that, it's interesting, I've come across people from different traditions or other meditation techniques, and they do actually have those lifestyle recommendations. You know, you have to stop drinking alcohol, you have to become vegetarian, you have to do this and that. And what I find interesting is people sometimes do automatically come to that through their practice of TM because they become more health conscious. They say, oh, I don't feel like coming home after work and having a few glasses of the wine. I go and meditate and I feel relaxed and I've got rid of all the stresses of the day so I naturally feel I don't need it. But if someone wants to continue to drink alcohol or eat meat, there's no issue with it. TM will give you a good effect. Yeah, that's it. So you're not, uh, you're not going to be encumbered with a, um, a list of requirements where you have to change the way uh, you dress yourself and you don't no, need to shave no. your hair and you don't need to change no. your diet. You're basically just uh, being given your technique. You can sit down at home and, uh, and do it on your own and um, there's no more requirements other than what the technique is and um, the fact that you've been given that technique from a very experienced teacher um, or guru as you, as you say gives you that peace of mind that it is ex expert knowledge because I'd hate to have come 28 years down this journey and then be told that um, you've been misled or it's not a very good technique or you've done it wrong or there's something you could have done better. Um, because if you're going to invest 28 years or 30 years into a particular program, you don't want to find out 30 years down the track that you could have done something that was going to make a more meaningful contribution to your life. So, Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And for those that do um, embrace uh, different belief systems or, or structured relig religions and whatnot, um, this obviously fits seamlessly with all those things too, Wendy. I've, 
I've, I've come across. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, people from all religions have learnt TM. Um, people with no religion has learnt TM. It's not a requirement. And it actually just helps you to be a better person. So, you know, if you have a set of religious um, beliefs and you're trying to live up to them, TM will just help you to be able to do that. Because you naturally feel more patient. You feel more compassionate. You have more time for people. And so that's going to make you a better person in whatever area you are. So just like you'd go to the bank, which then supports the activity that you choose to perform through the day, doing your meditation also su supports the activity you choose to do through the day, regardless of what that is. That's right. And in a very spontaneous way, because again, you can have a beautiful set of ideals that you try and live by. But if you're stressed, if you're tired, you know, it's much harder to fulfill that. So, Wendy, you've been a, a full-time meditation teacher. This, this is your profession, your chosen profession in your career, and I'm sure it's brought you an immense amount of personal fulfilment to see the transformation um, on every level of life that it's brought into your, your client's um, uh, world. How would you feel if addressed with the proposition that, Wendy, this teaching should be free? Would you be happy to continue on with your profession and live your life and your own commitments not getting paid to do what you do, Wendy? Oh, look, I, I love teaching TM so much, but on a practical level, I mean, I also have to live in a house and I have to, to teach from and yeah. um, all of that. So on a practical level, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I have to go out and get a full-time job and then that would limit my amount of time I could give to people. I mean, yeah, when you become a TM teacher, you know, you want to teach full-time and once people learn, you want to be able to offer them TM retreats or the ongoing follow-up and support. Um, and yeah, obviously, we live in a world where everything else isn't free, so there's a cost to learning TM. That's it. I, I've seen plenty of people who have learnt TM driving around in Ferraris, but I haven't seen too many TM teachers driving around in Ferraris, so I'm sure that um, with regards to the, uh, the fulfilment you get from it, it's certainly, uh, as you said, it, it enriches the heart and if you could do it for free, you probably would, but at the end of the day, you've still got to meet the commitments of living in society and, uh, and paying your way like the rest of us. So I understand that that request that you should work full-time for free probably isn't a, isn't a practical um, expectation. Maybe some people who do go and get a, uh, a technique from a CD or from, um, mm. from the internet or from a book would think, well, it's just that simple to do it, but I just encourage them to maybe look at investing in yourself and at least have that comparison like I'm so glad I chose to do all those years ago so I could make an informed decision and appreciate the value over a very long period of time. I must say that I probably saw the value in the first 48 hours, so it didn't take me 28 years to sort of mm -hmm. think, yeah, that, that was a good decision. Um, and I guess that's a point. Maharshi also wanted people to value it. And in Western society, people value things that they pay for. Oh, yeah. If you went to India, you'd probably just get asked to work in the ashram for however many weeks, and then you maybe would be taught TM. I mean, I'm not saying that's really how it's taught now but traditionally there was always an exchange and so these days we don't ask people to come and volunteer their services or give their time there's a monetary um, tag on it and so that's a way of giving value and actually people often recognize that because if they've made the decision I'm going to invest in this then it's like okay I'm going to put aside that time that's required to learn and I'm going to continue to learn it and as I said, it's very easy and enjoyable and you get the benefits straight off. But, you know, there can always be some days in the early days when you're still getting used to it that you might think, oh, you know, should I do my TM or I go and have a few beers or whatever it is. There's just some, some value that you place. This is actually important. 
and I'm going to give it my time. I mean, it's similar like if someone's starting an exercise program or, you know, they see their personal trainer each week, that's going to help them stay on track. Um, so I think that was also another aspect to it as well, as well as the really practical things of actually keeping an organisation going and being offer, offering the lifetime follow-up. That's it. You speak about life. The, the brain is the interface between your, your inner experience and life. And if there's something you can do that's going to improve the way your brain performs and processes and all the activities that come forth from that, that enriches your outcomes in life. So it's a fantastic thing. And I, I have no regrets about going down that path. Um, is there anybody out there who they can't meditate? No, as I said, if they follow some simple instructions, they're able to follow the simple instructions. Um, we do go through a fairly thorough kind of process in terms of people who perhaps have um, psychiatric illness. Yes. Um, and so there'd be times when you might recommend someone waited. You know, I won't go into all the details now, but we do take those things into account so that we know that the person is in a situation where they'll be able to get the most out of their practice. So those sorts of things are there. But otherwise, if someone can think and they can follow some simple instructions, they can learn to do transcendental meditation. Yeah, I love that. So that's, that, that's another example of you're a specialist in a profession. It's not just a question of someone comes and pays their tuition fee and, uh, and, and they get given the technique. Um, there is a little bit of a qualification that you go through to make sure that it's right for them and the timing is suitable and um, any issues that they are, they're dealing with, um, you're in a position where you can prescribe the right um, pathway moving forward, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, we, we've touched on, on, on a lot of the misconceptions of meditation. Can you share something with us as we, as we wrap it up today with regards to some really inspiring or um, uplifting examples that you've come across in your own time where someone's come to you and learnt the technique and, and you've had some amazing feedback early in the process? Yeah, look, so often, um, I mean, it's hard to even think of a few examples because so often people just say, this has changed my life. That's probably wow. one of the most common experiences. Or you see it in them, even over the first four days, they come back and they don't look so tired, they're clearer in their thinking, um, they're happier, all these sorts of things. So it's more a case of you do see people really growing and getting the benefits out of it. And um, that's why I say it's, it's almost hard to kind of pick a few examples of people. But I mean, there are many, there are many people who've really excelled in their fields once they've learnt Transcendental Meditation, um, you know, improved the quality of their family life or relationships. Um, you know, for teenagers, it's fantastic because I think, you know, teenage years, there's a lot of change and turbulence going on. And when you've got a technique that you can go within and ground yourself, um, it brings that stability. So I can think of so many people in all walks of life and different ages that have really enjoyed the benefits of TM. And that's what makes it such a great joy to teach it because it's so uplifting to just be able to see those benefits as well as obviously I you know, I thoroughly enjoy doing it myself every day. Um, but I really appreciate seeing people grow and get more benefits. Wonderful. So um, this, the scenario is if someone was listening to this uh, podcast today and they decided, like, that sounds like a wonderful career, that's something I can relate to. Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, it, obviously it begins with them first learning the technique of, of Transcendental Meditation. Um, following on from there, there is obviously a pathway moving forward that they could discuss with yourself um, on, on, on what needs to happen to, uh, to qualify yourself to, to go and join a, a teaching program so you can then start to share this beautiful experience with others and um, give them more support in their own life 
So how do people moving forward, Wendy, how do they contact you if they want to know more information or they, they're interested in learning uh, transcendental meditation? What's, how, how do they touch base? Well, probably you? the best thing is to go to the website, tm.org.au. Um, and so wherever you are, you can look up and find your local TM teacher. Um, there's an option to attend an information session, either in person or on Zoom. So you can find out more about the benefits or you can just contact your TM teacher directly. So the phone numbers, um, email addresses are all on the website. Um, that's a great first step to do. And yeah, interesting that you brought up other people becoming teachers. We are always looking for more people to become TM teachers. We want to be able to teach TM in schools, um, in businesses, to the broader community. And yeah, we'd love to have more people come along and, and want to learn to be a TM teacher as well. But obviously, as we've talked a little bit about, you have to start doing the technique yourself. That's the first step to do that. Fantastic. Now, I think that makes sense. If you're looking for a very fulfilling career choice, that's obviously an option that's available to you, but it all begins with, with learning the technique yourself so you know exactly what, um, what it offers. Um, I really appreciate the time you've given us today, Wendy. That's fantastic. And uh, hopefully people will reach out with you and connect with you online and um, maybe uh, book in a, an introductory lecture so they can uh, come and learn more um, um, obligation-free. Great. Thanks, Jamie. It's always a pleasure to talk about TM. Thanks, Wendy. Cheers.